0: So welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien.
1: We have successfully conquered the Silmarillion. We have successfully conquered the Silmarillion, though. It was a trial, but we did it. We're in for a bit of a tone shift over the next couple months. As we jump into all things The Hobbit.
2: I wanna I want to put in an honorable mention for someone saying majestic Thorin
1: he's like a Maybelline or Garnier fruit cheese ad well that's in the movie that's on the book
0: <laughs> so join Caitlin and Rachel Emmy as we take you on this unexpected journey there and back again. <laughs>
1: I see what you all did there. That was very clever.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hi and welcome to this episode. I'm well, Rachel, not uh, your regularly scheduled <laughs>
0: host. <laughs> I was going to cut all that out, but now you've ruined it. I was going to say,
1: wait, you're not a regularly scheduled host. We're here every week. What are we? What are we talking about? I
0: guess she meant she doesn't usually say hi.
1: Oh, well, there's that.
0: Back to the proper order of things with me kicking it off, Rachel. Sure,
1: <laughs> fine.
0: So I was reading something somewhere, I don't remember where, Tumblr, maybe I just was googling around Silmarillion things, because that's what I sometimes do in my spare time. And I came across somebody who pointed out uh, how to pronounce a name that we talked about a lot during the Silmarillion okay. That we said we wrong every, time. every single time. And I don't understand yes. how we didn't think of it. Because, you remember, there was the elf named Aerithel who has a DH in her name, which is pronounced like a TH. Mm-hmm. But we still said Madros, We still <laughs> said Majros every single oh time. Oh my God! And the other person oh pointed out that the AE was probably more like a my sound. So his name is Mythros. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't my boyfriend. Yeah. So I'm A, like, how did we never put that together? And B, how did nobody call us out on it?
2: If you guys knew and just didn't tell us, you're fired. And if you didn't know also, also then happy learning something day.
0: But I've well, said majors... I don't know,
1: because I've always pronounced an A-E as like an A with an umlaut, right? As so... Now,
0: to be fair, this thing that I read hell, if I remember what or where it was, wasn't exactly sent to me from Tolkien bound the grave, <laughs> right? So we can interpret it how we will. The A and the E, at anyways, The D and the H, that is clearly spelled out in the Silmarillion, really, that it should yeah, have been a T.H.
1: Whoops, we blew that.
2: I'm but just gonna, like, have to remember how I Mavos. was writing things on my bones to tell Tolkien?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, yeah, I've said Majros for years. I sh- I'm sure I've see- heard it said Majros on other podcasts and stuff. So, yeah, that's weird.
1: Anyways. We did that to ourselves. Yeah, okay, so that will haunt us forever.
0: Uh, so I will do characters for chapter 11.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So chapter 11, on the doorstep, characters are Bilbo, Thorin, and a bunch of dwarves some n- some some nameless men who i don't understand why they're there and if we'll, we'll get there it's fine. it's fine it's fine it's the stupidest circumstances but carry on. <laughs> uh, i assume Emmy wanted to do the short summary
1: you assumed correctly always um so in chapter 11 the company travels from lake town to the mountain and they search for the hidden stairs and path secret entrance that sits on the doorstep until Bilbo finds the hidden keyhole and to open the way to the mountain. I think it's very sad that our short summary left off the fact that Bilbo is at this point in the journey, the only one still motivated to do things.
2: That's in the long summary.
1: I just feel like the fact Bilbo is the one pushing the group is important to the short summary. I feel like it should have been brought up here.
0: When want I'm- to write the short summary next time? Go for it. What I'm hearing is that Emmy wants to do the long summary. <laughs> God. Lies. <laughs>
2: um, so, uh, to clarify, the long summary is not all that much more than the short summary. Um, as Bilbo and the dwarves head out from Lake Town and go up the river running by boat and meet with a bunch of men who brought... Horses and ponies and supplies there. Still not sure why this was the best logistical decision, but it happened. The men then decide to leave immediately because they're like, a uh, mountain
0: dragon, no. All right, but what the fuck? They they put the dwarves <laughs> in the boats and send them across, but then they ride around with ponies for the dwarves and meet. Why why didn't the dwarves not just, just take the, the goddamn with the ponies? ponies?
1: Because they could charge them more if they used a boat.
2: So that the dwarves could have, like, one last night of carousing? I don't know. Either I'm very confused. Look, this is not the most confusing thing in this episode that we're going to have to work
0: our mind through, so. But it it, (laughs) it bothers me. It bothers me so much. It bothers me more than anything else. Why did this happen? What a waste. What a waste of those men's resources. Why didn't they? What? All right, moving on. It's Fine. I'll just I'll just have this in my head. Yep. You go.
2: Anyway, they do however have a really awesome line about the men going back to Lake Town. It's like it was easier to believe in the dragon and less easy to believe in Thorin in these wild parts.
1: Yep. <laughs> That's deep.
2: Anyway, um <laughs> so everyone heads toward the mountain. Uh there's no sign of smog other than that like it's the desolation of smog. Everything's Destroyed.
0: You mean, like, the name of the movie?
2: Yeah. What? Wow. Fancy
0: that. What? That thing we wasted three hours
2: of our lives on.
0: Okay, but in this... Well, I guess more in the next chapter, I found things that I did, like, a little bit better in the movie, and I'm a little bit ashamed. Not, like, overall, but just a couple of things. Anyways, mm-hmm. carry on.
2: Yeah. Those are the little bits they can keep in the supercut. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so... Yeah, Balin, Fili, Keely, and Bilbo decide to scout out the front gate, and they see the tragic remains of the city of Dale, and they also find a lot of steam and dark smoke pouring out of the front gate. That's a sign of doom. If I ever seen one, I just tried you to know. do that like Southern style. If I ever seen one,
0: <laughs> it didn't. It didn't come across. Okay. Uh, no. Cool. <laughs>
2: um, anyway, here's here's Emmy's favorite. Uh, favorite bit, um, Bilbo, in what I called his newfound heroism, but also his, the only person left giving a fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he pours over the map and directs their search to the correct side of the mountain, and then along with Feely and Keeley, end up finding the magic steps that lead up to the hidden door. Go, Bilbo. Magic steps! Um...
0: Then- I, I don't understand that at all. Like, how are the dwarves? They're there. They're so close. How are they giving they up?
1: They have seen the mountain right there at they're at home. And why are they not, at the very least, like, indignant about the fact all of this is still burnt down, right? As they say, like, the wilderness Smaug erected around his mountain. I was like, wow. It sounds like he went out and gardened trees or something. But he didn't. He just burned them down.
2: Uh, to be fair, it is noted, in um this chapter or next it mentions Balin having been there along with thorin when the dragon came but it's like it's pretty much implied that they're the only two who were yeah so most of them are just like dwarves who decided to do some good dwarf stuff um all right so yes bilbo drags everyone to the hidden door everyone uh except for bomber climbs up and ends up camped out there they do some cool stuff with ropes to carry them up um but bomber is fat shamed again
0: to be fair he fat shamed himself this time he (laughs) He was just like no that's not happening
2: which also is relatable because i would not be carried up that by rope yeah Yeah. i mean i wouldn't climb it either fair enough
0: no i'd have to see it to make a judgment i don't like if it was more of a steep hike i could do that if it's like mountain climbing Fuck no, no gold in the world.
2: It's, it's described as there being a ledge that like required them to like face plant themselves on the
0: rock. Oh no, so. I physically could not do that. Yeah, I don't have <laughs> muscles.
2: <laughs> so, anyway, uh, more terrible hiking. Everyone is still super duper quiet because dragon, but they really really want to open the door now because they care again. So uh, they make the smart decision to try knocking it down, which makes a lot of noise. And is ineffective and breaks their tools so they stop doing that good uh, thus begins a couple pages worth of everyone just sitting there having no hope um, except for even Bilbo starts to lose hope a bit um, but
0: then I don't think it was so much Bilbo losing hope as that he he stopped he felt that his job was done <laughs> He was like, I found you the entrance, and before, we said I would sit on the doorstep. Or I told you to sit on the doorstep, something about a doorstep. (laughs) And now, I'm sitting here on this doorstep, and I'm gonna think about it. (laughs) Yep. Just like, it's your turn now. Be useful, Thorin.
2: Pretty much. But anyway, um, Dwalin eventually threatens to send Bilbo in the front gate, because he's like, you have a ring. (laughs) We'll do that. Fucking Um, Dwalin. Yep. Bilbo, of course, is not thrilled about that, but luckily for him... They don't put that plan into action the next day and so the next evening then as the sun is setting a thrush catches a snail and knocks it on the door to crack it and it's a wonderful sign and stuff and bilbo takes note and at the last second a ray of the sun ends up peeking through the clouds um as it's setting and alights perfectly on the door yay um the thrush trills, and it makes a piece of rock fall off of the wall to reveal the keyhole. The keyhole! Um, Thorin ends up bringing the key, putting it into the keyhole, just in time, and the door opens to a dark, ominous passageway.
0: So, One of the first things that I love about this is that Durin's day just never came up again. Like, they just dropped that whole thing.
1: <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> it's like the riddle game, man. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been important. Never really happened.
2: This is why I was so confused about the mentions of the moon.
0: All right. Let's, let's. So this whole, this whole bit is actually like a big uh, perplexion, whatever, to me. Because it's like, so Bilbo's lying there thinking. And then he says, at that very moment, he heard a sharp crack behind him. There, on the gray stone in the grass, was an enormous thrush, nearly coal black, its pale yellow breast feckled with dark spots. Crack! It had caught a snail and was knocking on the stone. Crack, crack. Suddenly, Bilbo understood. What did he understand?
2: Wasn't, I mean, the, the thrush knocking, right?
0: Yeah, but they still, like, they know they're in the right place. They yeah. just don't know what to do about it. So I don't understand how that, how, like... He got further confirmation that they are in the right place.
1: I thought it was knocking on the door.
0: Uh, okay, so like now. Am I wrong? Well, <laughs> they had already <laughs> maybe tried. Maybe that's to... a holdover from
1: like a movie or something.
0: They had already tried it with like picks and stuff. Like knowing where the door is, I, I, I thought that they had already known where the door was by this point.
1: But I think that they like had to wait for this. Wasn't this part of the, uh, the runes? Yes. That Elrond read. So, like, I don't know. I think it's just that they were too hasty, Master Mariadoc.
2: Yeah, so I I found the spot in my book again back in chapter whatever, a short rest. But right, so the instructions are literally, stand by the grey stone when the thrush knocks, and the setting sun with the last light of Durin's day will shine upon the keyhole. So I think it's more like Bilbo had been just sitting there thinking, and he finally put it all together, like, oh, thrush is knocking, must pay attention now.
0: Okay, so I guess I was thinking of it more of a riddle, and Bilbo's thinking of it more of a prophecy. <laughs> because if it's a riddle, there wouldn't actually be, like, I get that these, we talk about them later, how these are, like, extra smart thrushes, but, like, I don't know, it seems strange to me that it's not like, we have to figure out what's going on, and, oh, look, the thrush is literally telling us where to go. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. I do. I'm sorry. That probably required some kind of response, but I was just well, over here nodding my head and agreeing with you.
0: It's not that it required it. It's that the lack of it made it sound like you thought I was insane.
1: Well, you are that, well, too. fine. But <laughs> this time you were right.
0: So then, yeah, the keyhole is appeared. That was not a sentence. Revealed is what I was going for.
2: Yep. And I guess I still don't understand exactly what the moon is doing, but reading on. So, well, what is Durin's Day? First day of the Dwarves' New Year. Uh, it's the first day of the last moon of autumn on the threshold of winter. We still call it Durin's Day when the last moon of autumn and the sun are in the sky together.
0: Okay, so they oh, do- Oh,
2: that's the moon. Yeah,
0: so they do in this chapter talk about how they like they bring it up, how it's we're nearing winter. Mm-hmm. And they're in fall, as one is, when you're near winter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wasn't really sure where that sentence was going. I didn't know either. You rescued it. <laughs> yeah. You brought it back.
0: <laughs> um, so that was nice of them to remind us. I guess we should have read that that at the beginning. It's fine. Uh-huh. It's cool. We're good. We're good. We figured it out. Well, Rachel figured it out. You know. And then, I mean, Rach, not to... Not to... No, that one wasn't going anywhere. But if you recall, in the Silmarillion, we know that the moon likes to chase the sun around. So this moon is not always... Rising as the sun is setting, it it wants to be closer.
2: That is a fair point. It does not have to behave like our moon does.
0: Well, our moon also behaves that way. It's not always, you know, sometimes it's out during the day and setting at the same time as the sun. That's what I'm saying. Our moon is not a strictly nighttime thing. I'm sure you've seen a moon during the day before.
2: I have, but I would assume then that there was a, a, a could be a lot of time when the sun and the moon are out at the same time.
0: But not on Durin's day.
1: And not with these these very, very punctual thrushes knocking on doors. Yeah, like, y- you need
0: all of it. You need the thrush, you need the sun, you need the moon, you need autumn and, and almost winter, and you need some dwarfs and a hobbit. And a mountain. Like, maybe that thrush knocks on it? that door every single year. And every single maybe year...
1: Maybe it knocks every day and we've just hit it on the right one. Yeah. That,
2: maybe that poor thrush is just like, one day, Knock. <laughs> These fucking people, knock, (laughs) will show up, knock, and free me, knock, from this horrible state of existence,
1: knock. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Poor Thrush.
1: You're not wrong.
0: And it's even talked about how they have, like, intelligence and language and stuff, so God, this Thrush must be bored out of its mind, having to- I wonder what it does the rest of the year, or if it's It's missed any, and, like, those have plagued it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if there was that one uh, last day of autumn that it forgot, it was like, oh, (laughs) shit, the dwarves are probably there this time and I miss them. (laughs) Anyways.
2: Do you think they, like, pass it down? Is it the one? Or or if it's gone through a few generations, do they have, like, training where it's, like, take your kid to work day?
0: (laughs) They mention in the next chapter how how the thrushes are long-lived and it could still be one of the ones that was in Dale Mm -hmm. during... During Smaug's attack. Mm -hmm.
2: Still not as funny as take your chick to work day.
0: This is how we knock on the door. (laughs) Grab a snail. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyways. What
2: are your your things you liked
0: better in the... Uh, Mine are mostly actually in the next chapter. Okay. Cool. Also, I... My mind is blanking. I can't think of a single one anymore, even though that's at the time fair. I was like, oh, that was a little bit different and I liked the way that that played out in the movie and blah, 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 blah.
2: I sh- I was so, super amused how, as we talked about in the movie, Thorin just like is like, oh, well, that's it. We're done. Let me drop this key here super dramatically and leave. And here, like everyone's plan is literally just to sit there forever. I mean, aside from throwing Bobo in the front door. They're like, okay. We'll let our beards screw to our toes and camp out here and hope something happens. I wonder
0: what that book would have been like if they just opened the front gate and shoved Bilbo in. <laughs> <laughs> like, good luck! <laughs> and then hid, because presumably the dragon would have come out. Yep.
2: Well, especially if it's like the time that they threw Bilbo into the ring of the... Uh, Wood elves. <laughs> My- yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't even just let Bilbo sneak in. No, you throw him in, like yelling, "Have a good day at work, honey."
0: They do have a, a history of just throwing Bilbo right in. Good old dwarfs. What I I, I find it hilarious that at first they were like, "This hobbit seems not like what we are looking for," and now they're all, "Well, we don't want to do it. Let's throw in the hobbit. He's
1: useful." <laughs> they're literally like, "Well, we're paying him for something, right?" Yeah. <laughs>
2: Apparently everything. Yes. All right. Onward to the good stuff.
0: Okay. I do have a riddle for us, though. It uh, was submitted by a listener who's not caught up in listening, which I think is disrespectful. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, but he sent us in an Anglo-Saxon riddle of the type that uh, Tolkien... I just forgot Tolkien's name. Jert. Jert would have been studying
2: (laughs) Jokin Rokin Rokin Tolkien
0: I did actually read a similar name of his that was Jonald Ronald Rokin Tolkien and I liked that one too (laughs) (laughs) but Jert remains my favorite Um, so here we are splendidly it hangs by a man's thigh under the master's cloak In front is a hole. It is stiff and hard. It has a goodly place. I don't think I'm reading this, like, the punctuation correctly. Carry on. (laughs) When the young man, his his own garment lifts over his knee, he wishes to visit with the head of what hangs the familiar hole he had often filled with its equal length.
2: (laughs) I I, I have to fess up. I had to... (laughs) <laughs> I had to look it up, too, because I was like, there's nothing else I can picture here besides what I'm sure everyone is picturing.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a dick joke. Okay. Well, obviously nope.
0: it's a dick joke, but...
1: I'm here for it. But it, <laughs> it the
0: penis is not the answer. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god you're gonna get us an explicit rating on oh
0: iTunes. stop it no i because i swear i just mark our show as explicit because if you swear once and you don't mark it as explicit some asshole can come around and report you and it can get taken down that's fair so that's I'm so just, sad it is it's bullshit but what, it, i can't i don't have like an off switch on my swearing so it is what it me is me neither
2: since i've been the one to throw them out today
0: Anyways, that's either here nor there. Um, did anybody not look up the answer?
1: I haven't looked up the answer, but geez. <laughs> Do you
0: have a guess? I will um. I will say, before I looked up the answer, I was thinking like a dagger, because when you stab it into somebody, it creates a hole. <laughs> that would
2: fit it perfectly. <laughs> uh, I thought of a dagger for a different reason, and it's because Bilbo put his down his pants.
0: Right, yes, of course, that too. <laughs> but we've already talked about Bilbo's inferiority complex. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can I give Emmy a hint?
0: Yeah.
2: Please, um, please. The answer is appropriately thematic for putting it in between these two. Uh. Uh,
0: yes, yes, it is. I did this today, or I used mine today. Hello, Editing Caitlin here, just interrupting for a moment because we actually forgot to credit the very nice person who sent the riddle in to us. Um, so I just wanted to jump in and mention that it was Paul Moffat on Twitter, at that Paul Moffat. Uh, thank you very much for sending that in. We had a lot of fun putting Emmy on the spot. My favorite thing about our riddle episode was editing out our long, silent pondering <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, making gosh, us seem it. like A, so much, much smarter. smarter, and or B, like, like we gave up super quick.
1: Okay, can you read it again? Because I keep, I get to the first part, and the only thing I can think about are penises. Yeah. So.
0: Splendidly it hangs by a man's thigh, under the master's cloak. In front is a hole, it is stiff and hard, it has a goodly place. When the young man his own garment lifts over his knee, he wishes to visit, with the head of what hangs, the familiar hole he had often filled with its equal length. I guess the familiar bit would stop it from being a dagger, because you're just creating that hole anew.
1: And it fits in this chapter.
0: It's thematic with this chapter.
1: Very,
2: very thematic. Oh!
0: A key! Yeah!
1: (laughs) Yay! I'm almost intelligent, guys! Listen, Gollum would have murdered me in that cave. Oh yeah, me too. I just want to be clear. I mean, I probably
2: would have stabbed him, but then we wouldn't have had the the Lord of the Rings. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Rachel, would you like to try reading the Old English?
2: No, I. D-
0: <laughs>
2: I never actually managed to uh, study Old English.
0: I just thought it would be fun it for be fun. us. Maybe not you. No.
2: I mean, I guess I guess <laughs> I could go for it if you guys want.
0: No, no, it's fine. Let's, <laughs> let's move on.
2: Red lick hungas. <laughs> no, just stop.
1: Just stop. Just physically hurts me. <laughs> just, just... <laughs> it is so. Oh, God.
0: All right, all right. Here, okay, chapter chapter next, 12. Inside information. <laughs> Who's doing what now? Uh,
2: I'll do characters for you because you did the long summary for this one. Okay. So, once again, this chapter, we have Bilbo and Thorin and a whole bunch of dwarves, but we also have a dragon. A.K.A. Smaug, the chiefest and greatest
1: of calamities.
0: Possibly my favorite character. I love Smaug. He's pretty great.
1: Okay, the short summary. Um, Bilbo sneaks into the mountain in this chapter, finally, it took this long, um, and he steals from the dragon's horde, which, of course, makes the dragon angry. And then he has a conversation with Smaug that makes... The dragon even angrier, um, and he ends up discovering Smaug's weakness. Yay! Boo! Yes. Angry dragon. Yay, plot!
0: That's true. That's true. We get more plot unless we are a wandering company. Okay, so the long summary is that Thorin uh, begins the chapter by telling Bilbo what to do in a very arrogant way, but Bilbo is super done with his bullshit. <laughs> And throws it in the face of the dwarves that they never believed in him, and he has saved their hides more often than not. And he almost like threatens not to go, but then he's like, "No, I am gonna go." And, he, and then he's like, "Any volunteers to come with me?" And everyone is silent because <laughs> I do like that like feeling. Keeley kind of shifted their feet a bit, and yeah. So Balin does say he will go a little way down the tunnel with Bilbo. Mostly so that he can rally the others if Bilbo gets into any trouble. So I guess Balin's plan was to be, like, in the middle, halfway between. But I don't even think he gets that far.
2: Nope. He gets it, like, just to where he can see what's left of the, like, the glow from the door.
0: Yeah. So after after Balin leaves him, Bilbo slips on the ring and creeps forward along a rather long tunnel. Um, and he starts to see a glow coming from up ahead. And then the glow turns into a red light and gets redder and redder and he creeps forward and it starts to get hotter and hotter and there's wisps of vapor floating up the tunnel and there's a noise from up ahead like a the gurgling noise of some vast animal snoring in its sleep. And then Bilbo stops walking.
2: I would just like <laughs> to point out that, that that is exactly what that gurgling noise is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Bilbo is terrified and I personally identified a lot with this bit where he's just like i can't take another step <laughs> like nope and then it says that he, he does go forward and it says going on from there was the bravest thing he ever did the tremendous things that happened afterwards were as nothing compared to it he fought the real battle in the tunnel alone i like that bit because i feel like that is exactly how that would feel mm-hmm. you know it paints a really great picture
2: It does. It's such a great line and just kind of illustrates Bilbo's mental fortitude that he's, you know, grown.
0: Yeah. I don't remember if it was the chapter before this or this one. They both kind of smooshed in my brain. Maybe it is isn't in both because they both the dwarves and Bilbo throughout the chapters remember like when they were safe at Rivendell and Bilbo when he was back at home. But think of it as being centuries ago Or feeling like it's centuries ago And how they've come so far And you really, you really see it in this chapter too That the dwarves have changed And Bilbo has changed and Yeah, anyways, good bits So Bilbo does go on And he reaches the end of the tunnel And sees a great glow The glow of Smaug That was a weird line, but I liked it <laughs> uh, We get our first good look at the dragon as well as the vast treasure and it's one of those instances where Tolkien straight-up says there are no words to describe the wonder of the treasure and I put a page number here so I guess I wanted to read some of that paragraph beneath him under all his limbs and his huge coiled tail and about him on all sides stretching away across the unseen floors lay countless piles of precious things Gold wrought and unwrought, gems and jewels, and silver-red stained in the ruddy light. But where's the bit? Here we are. Mm. To say that Bilbo's breath was taken away is no description at all. There are no words left to express his staggerment, since men changed the language that they learned of elves in the day when all the world was wonderful. So, I like that he brought in that men once again fucked everything up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And Bilbo gets a little dragon sick here. Sorry, what mm-hmm. were you
2: gonna say? That was that's what I was gonna say. Oh. Even Bilbo gets it.
0: He is enchanted by the gold and creeps forward, grasps a two handed handled cup, and GTFOs harder than anybody has ever GTFO'd in their life. <laughs> Which I really like. He was just like, I have this cup in my hand, look at the dragon and whoop, he's out. More like a grocer than a burglar, indeed. Well, we'll hear no more of that. Yeah. So then he runs back to the party, and everybody is overjoyed, and they're like, we have a treasure. Bilbo's back. We did it. We can do this. And they are filled with inspiration and glad tidings, and then a vast rumbling woke in the mountain underneath as if it was an old volcano that had made up its mind to start eruptions once again. So A, the dragon wakes up, and B... It, it, it's my, my, uh, my volcano metaphor. Proven, proven right. I just wanted to throw that one out there. If you guys remember that I've been bringing that up. Yep. Okay, you good. Have. Okay, Your silence yep. always worries me. So, Smaug is awake, and he notices his one missing cup. And then he yells, thieves, fire, murder! Which I thought was great, because that's, like, the same shit I would yell if, like, one tiny thing went wrong. You know, like, murder, I will kill
2: someone. (laughs) Stub my toe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or somebody, you know, took my pencil. That is the same thing as them killing me. And now I must exact my revenge. So I identified with Smout quite a bit here. For two minutes at work one time, I thought my mug was missing, and I nearly burnt the building down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, though, you can use the mug and i don't know that Smaug could use what do we call that a cup Gob- a cup
0: it said a Goblet. cup it said a uh, two handled cup okay
1: i like to picture
2: Smaug having little like tea parties and
0: see i was thinking of it as kind of like a holy grail metaphor because they went on this journey and they find a cup and blah blah, blah 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 and i know it's not like the the end point the cup but i don't know that's sort of what i was thinking
2: that's probably a much smarter.
0: Well, you guys usually say the smart thing, so I like that. Smaug flies out of the mountain. Uh, the party goes to hide in just, like, the entrance of the tunnel. Um, but remember that they've left two of their party. It is two, right? Biffers down there, too.
2: Yeah, B- biffer has gone
0: up and down. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, two of their party and the ponies outside and vulnerable. So Thorin throws or instructs, I suppose, but whatever. Bilbo, Balin, Feely, and Kili to hide in the tunnel, while the others go and get Biffer and Bomber up to join them, and Bomber is proven incorrect that the rope would not hold his weight, because they do get everyone up and in the tunnel just in time. Smao comes around, breathing fire down around the mountain, because his cup is gone. Um, he then eats the ponies.
2: Half of the ponies.
0: Well, the rest of them get a- you know, they're probably not alive. Like no, they, they
2: get eaten later. But
0: yeah, I'm just saying, if you are a pony, do not hire your out your services to Thorn and Company. You will get eaten. <laughs> this is the second time it has happened.
2: I like they... to picture like the Pony Guild, and they have like the equivalent of wanted posters up at their meetings, or are distribu- distributing literature, talking about yeah, who not to do work
0: not for. do not ever carry this dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> This hobbit is also trouble, but he will sneak you extra apples. <laughs> That's movie canon, not book canon. Um, so Smaug so seeing the ponies, and, well, and eating them and that sort of thing, and the camp thinks that men have come up from Lake Town. Um, so he hunts around for the company, but he doesn't see them because they're in the tunnel, and the door was kind of blown shut, or almost shut, from his fire. There's like a big rock. A door stopper, as you were. Keeping it open. Um... But he returns to the mountain at the end of the night and back to his bed of gold and such. And then they have this line that says, He would not forget or forgive the theft. Not of a thousand years turned him to smoldering stone. And I thought that that was very, very similar to the line in the movies about Thorin. Where they're like, but he never forgot and he never forgave. Or vice versa, I don't remember. And I just thought that that was interesting considering what happens to Thorin with his greed.
2: I'd say spoilers, but we're doing the movie
0: next, so. Yeah. Well, I didn't go too far into it. And I would forget this line next week, so it's cool. Um, The dwarves feel a little less scared in the morning, you know, as one does when the sun is up. But they're still not really sure what to do about Smaug. Always a weak point in their plan. I thought that line was hilarious. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> they, were they just, just like... kept
2: going, like, we'll figure something out, and they never actually figured anything yeah. out.
0: <laughs> I just, I really love that. We're going to get to our homeland. We're going to get our treasure. There is a dragon. And then that's where it stops. <laughs> but, oh, I guess this is one of the things, or oh, I'll bring it up actually later when, when the Arkenstone comes up. Um, eventually they begin to grumble at Bilbo, who I guess did technically wake the dragon up. Once again, Bilbo doesn't let them get away with their bullshit and is like, where would you be without me? That's right. Spider food. And then he offers to go back in that afternoon with the ring and do some investigating, which I thought was another great growth moment for Bilbo because they don't even ask him to go back in. He's just like, don't worry, I'm going to go back in. We're going to do this.
2: To be fair, they also don't really have anywhere to go at this point.
0: That's true. They're trapped. Because if they start walking back to Lake Town, the dragon will find them and kill them. And eat them. They'll be back with the ponies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the ponies will get their revenge.
0: Through digestion. Anyways, <laughs> Bilbo goes back in the tunnel, much the same way as before. Ring on. Invisible. Smell can smell him, though, so, you know. Uh... Oh, and he convinces himself that old Smaug is weary and asleep. That's how he, you know, gets himself going down the scary tunnel. Um, But Smaug is, in fact, pretending to be asleep. He and Bilbo proceed to have the best conversation ever written in a book. Possibly I'm exaggerating that, but it's just really good.
2: It's a really good conversation.
0: I suggest you all read it. Although, again... We're sort of against you having to feel like you need to read the books on this podcast. I like I could read out bits of it, but you really just have to get the whole thing. But basically, um, Bilbo, you know, calls him Smaug, and then Smaug is all, "Well, who are you? You seem familiar with my name." And then Bilbo takes all of the things that have happened in the story and sort of turns them into riddle versions of titles of his name, and it's just really good how they talk. And such, and then at the end of it all, Bilbo tricks Smaug into rolling over and showing him his stomach, where earlier he thought he had seen a weak point, and he gets a good look at that weak point. And then Bilbo runs out. Oh, I forgot! I forgot the bit. Um, Smaug, during their conversation, recognizes the smell of dwarves and begins to sow doubt into Bilbo's mind about how the dwarves are going to treat him once the quest is over uh, in an a- and then in an attempt to turn Smaug's words back on him although Bilbo is still full of doubt he says that the gold was only an afterthought and that they came for revenge which I thought was funny just like we're actually here to kill you but I'm going to remain <laughs> that hidden. should be
1: reassuring
2: yeah. in some way It's also super funny because Smug just, like, laughs at that and everyone's like, oh, God, the burglar's dead.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's when, yeah, Smug laughs and it, like, shakes them out and all the dwarves are like, well, he must be laughing because he ate him. (laughs) But it's, that's when he has that good, good line about my teeth are swords and my wings a hurricane, which they did almost word for word in the movie. They did. And I I must be staring right at it, but I can't find it. My armor is like tenfold shields. My teeth
2: are swords. My claws spears. The shock of my tail a thunderbolt. My wings a hurricane. And my breath, death.
0: Yeah. That's. Oh, I I just found it now, of course. Uh, So good. Anyways, Smaug is brilliant, and I love him a lot. And I hope he stays with us forever and ever. I have my doubts, though.
2: <laughs> this book definitely ends with the uh, Smaug eating everyone.
0: Well, maybe just being friends great. with... The- Why doesn't anybody try to just be like, Hey, Smaug, let's be friends. You know? Like, then you'd have a mount that wouldn't get eaten. Anyways. So Bilbo runs back, or, cre- like, creeps out of... Uh, apparently I can't speak anymore. Of the, you know, the bit where Smaug is and runs back down the tunnel, throwing out the best like, over-his-shoulder insult on his way out, which I thought was great. Because the whole time he was sort of denying being the thief that took the cup, and then as he's running away, he's like, oh yeah, it was me, bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he says it just like that.
0: <laughs> yep. I am just as loquacious as Tolkien, if not it's more like so. like
2: that surprise bitch meme.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, and then he creates a new proverb of never laugh at live dragons. Bilbo, you fool. Which must be, like, similar to some actual proverb, but for the life of me, I, I can't think what.
2: I like picturing a whole bunch of little hobbits, mm-hmm. like, taking, you know, reading, like, the book of Bilbo's proverbs or whatever. Right. You know, because, right, right, like, like them listening to his stories later and going, ooh, awesome, you know, and us, all the parents, you know scoff that they go around using that as sayings.
0: I do like that. I also like in this story that we are Hobbit parents. Um, I don't remember, but I think it would be great if we see like, Merry or Pippin use that phrase in Lord of the Rings. That'd be fun. I don't remember if that happens, because it's been so long since I read the books. We'll find out. Or we won't. So Bilbo runs back to the group and Tells them what happened. Oh, and he also acts when he called himself Barrel Rider uh, to, to Smaug. Um, he kind of hinted that he came from Lake Town, and Smaug is not happy about that. Um, so he runs back to the group, tells them what happened, and that he's kind of upset that he, you know, basically set the dragon on Lake Town. Um, there is the thrush, is still there listening in. And Bilbo doesn't like the look of him and tries to chase him off. But Thorne is like, no, no, it's fine. We like the thrushes. They used to be friendly and they had language and would take messages. and Or the men of Dale used to be able to understand them. And we like this thrush, don't worry. So the thrush hears everything Bilbo says about the dragon, including that he tricked him into showing his weak spot. So then um, Bilbo is... ...sure that the dragon is going to come out looking for them for murder and dinner, I suppose, uh, that evening. So he encourages everyone to get back into the tunnel and shut the door behind them. And they do all go in. They don't shut the door right away. And they start talking about all of the treasure that they are near. And Thorin starts obsessing over all of the treasure that he remembers from his youth... Including our very first mention of the Arkenstone.
1: The Arkenstone.
0: <laughs> the heart wow, of the I've mountain. Well, i spent
1: a large amount of this episode today just repeating things you guys say. <laughs> <laughs> That's my contribution. You're welcome.
0: We appreciate it. We're some 200 pages in. And to the Arkenstone. And we finally so get the Arkenstone. This is the one thing, or one of the very few things, I don't know, that I did like better in the movies. Because when they sent Bilbo into the tunnel that first time, they were like, hey, please look for the Arkenstone." And it had been previously established that if Thorin had the Arkenstone, he could unite all these dwarves under him and have an army with which to attack Smaug and take back the mountain. And that is like a clear goal. That is a plan. You know? It's not necessarily... The best plan to go into a big hoard of treasure to find one small thing. But it was a plan. In this one, they get there and they're like, Bilbo, go in. Bring out some treasure. (laughs) Don't. don't (laughs) See what happens. Yeah, let's just experiment with this. So this, that's the one thing. Because this is the first gosh darn mention we are getting of the Arkenstone. So you don't even have any idea really what it is or why it's important. You just know that Thorin is obsessed. And is lying there on the ground, murmuring "the arkenstone, the arkenstone" to himself. <laughs> While made everyone that else really extra creepy. is just having a good time, afraid of a dragon coming to kill them, sure, but still having a good time. Or I guess you know what Bilbo's not having a good time because he's like, "the dragon is going to come kill us. We need to shut the door. We need to shut the door. We need to shut the door. Shut the door. Shut the door." And then they finally listen to him, and they shut the door. Just as Smaug flies around and shoots fire at them. So, they all live, but they are now locked in the mountain. And Smaug flies off towards Lake Town. Oh. Doom. With his real great line, um, they shall see me and remember who is the real king under the mountain. Dun
1: dun dun dun. I love so Smaug good. so much. It was good. That was a good one. Yeah.
0: And that is chapter whatever we're on. Twelve. Eleven?
1: Twelve. Twelve. We did that.
0: So, Emmy has some all caps here.
1: No, just that this was my favorite chapter. Like, I don't know. I see. The other chapters have been good, but I feel like finally the story is paying off what I remember from my childhood. The nostalgia is here. This
0: is my favorite chapter also. I but I think that was made clear about how I worship this dragon. <laughs> I love him.
1: Your favorite character. Yes. I don't know if Smaug is my favorite character, but I love their interactions.
0: Uh, I mean, to be fair, the dwarves don't really have personality, so it's hard they don't to have one of them all. be your favorite character. And I like Bilbo. He's great. Thorin's not your favorite? <laughs> no, he's just arrogant and greedy <laughs> and sometimes weird. I mean, I exactly. enjoy weird, but, mm-hmm. you know.
2: But no, I do. Again, we've talked before about kind of the other two moments in this book that people remember as being semi-isolated bits of story Mm -hmm. um the trolls the riddles now the conversation
0: yeah and this one is almost also kind of riddles mm -hmm. it's good
2: wonder wonder if bilbo could have just uh challenged the dragon to a game of riddles and fixed everything
0: (laughs) i you know i have this like i don't think that this is an actual thing I just like the thought that maybe that was in an earlier draft and Tolkien's editor was like, you can't keep doing this, dude. <laughs> um, so a line that I really enjoyed as they were sending Bilbo off down the tunnel and st- all the dwarves stayed behind was the most that can be said for the dwarves is this. They intended to pay Bilbo handsomely for his services. <laughs> like we're sending him off to his death and we're not going with him, but we are going to pay him good. I mean, which is fair. That's what they hired him for. Somebody else wrote this next bit.
1: No, that was me again, um, which pretty much slides into that. Exactly what you just said. I don't know where that sentence was going, Um, but they're in the same paragraph and it goes on to say that dwarves are not heroes, but calculating folk with a great idea of the value of money. Some are tricky and treacherous and pretty bad lots. Some are not but are decent enough people like Thorn and Company if you don't expect too much. Which, I feel like this was where my young self got the idea of setting very low expectations for other people, and then they won't let you down.
0: <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> but accurate. Um, I also like that bit because it is very similar to how the dragon is described and how he thinks of the treasure and how he knows every bit of it and how calculating he is. I like that that is more foreshadowing on the greed of the dwarves. Totally
2: different note. I can't stop staring at this line of just like when they're talking about the treasure, they mention a past dwarf king and his name was King Bladderthin. <laughs> it's just the dumbest name. <laughs> You know, you've gotten you've you've got thror and thrain and thorin and Bladder <laughs> I
0: cuz I, I can <laughs> I can, you know picture in my mind the etymology of like durin to thorin with like thrain and thror sure. Where did bladder whatever come from?
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um I liked the line somewhere about when Bilbo's, you know, talking to Smaug or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, had had Bilbo known more about dragons and their wily ways? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just made me think of um, our previous favorite dragon, Glaurung, you know, getting his revenge by just, like, ruining people's lives. Yeah. And, like, imagine if Smaug didn't go off and burn things, but just, like,
0: messed with Lake Town. I like your other line here about him messing with Hobbiton via gossip. He would cause the worst gossip in Hobbiton and would ruin
2: everything for everyone. He would have so much fun.
0: What I'm picturing is him being like, Hey, hey, I saw Bilbo on the other side of the mountains, which would <laughs> scandalize the Hobbits. Like, it wouldn't even need to be a lie. They're just like, he adventured that far? We can never speak with him again.
2: Just like pitting, pitting Bagginses and Sackville
0: Bagginses against each other. Oh, It'd be, it'd be bad. <laughs> now I have this, like, funny image in my head. Well, that's future talk. But let, Smaug joining up with other people who head to the Shire to do bad things to it. Right. <laughs> and then being, like, this trio of quote-unquote evil. But, like, completely, like, just dunces at it.
2: That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> this is really funny in my head. <laughs>
2: Anyways, so it's on the list of things where if I could draw, I would totally make a really hilarious comic of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially since like nobody really understands hobbits, because all they do is eat and drink, <laughs> and people and smoke, and so people get there and they're like, I mean, they don't, they don't want this treasure. They don't. What, what, how do we bribe these people? How do we do this? <laughs> um, so when I was writing this up, I couldn't find the exact line, but I did really enjoy that at one point smaug is thinking about lake town and then he mentions its old name and like that's just such a stupid talking thing like just sneak in an alternate name for something right just randomly has nothing to do with anything else nobody cares it's never going to come up again or beforehand but it had to be in there
2: oh yeah i mean hey it was only two names for one thing
0: i know, and like Maybe if you were trying to actually show how old the dragon was, but you just had him have a big line about how, you know, when I came here I was young and now I am old and you're never going to be able to kill me. And it's like, we got it. So. Yep. I thought that was hilarious and very, very Tolkien. Anything else about Chapter 12? Some
2: good stuff. Sets up for some bad stuff.
0: Yeah. heading towards the end now. So next week our homework is to watch the movie. Yay! I'm so excited to watch. So cheerful the movie. Yeah. yeah. I am probably gonna watch the extended edition again. Although of course you two do not have to. Which is. God help you. Again, something that I own but have never even taken out of the DVD case. So or Blu-ray, I think it is actually. Well, whatever, doesn't matter. Same thing. Um. So that'll be fun for me. Yay! Yeah. And uh, if anyone else has anything to say about Chapter 11 or 12, or if you want to send us any more riddles, we're still taking them, apparently. I mean, it's a very riddly book, so, you know, you can... Also, they're fun. They're fun. But
1: only because I haven't lost yet. Give me time.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So you can send your riddles and or anything else you'd like to say to us at want to read tolkien at gmail.com or tweet at us at to read tolkien. And I believe that is everything. Correct? Thanks. So. I believe so. Alright, so we will see you next week for everyone's favorite movie. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
1: Wow, we're awkward. We, just-
2: we didn't say who we've been.
0: Quick aside, Emmy, I did put my fingers in the milk.
1: <laughs> okay. Do they feel any better?
0: Well, they do right now, but
1: because <laughs> they're in the- <laughs> <laughs> I took them out. They just still got
0: milk on them.
2: So, uh, in less milky topics, (laughs) I'm going to cut that out, Rachel, refer to it. Hello, editing
1: Caitlin here, interrupting our...
0: Hello, editing Caitlin here, just interrupting for a moment because we actually forgot to credit the very nice person who sent the riddle in to us and I guess we were having too much fun, gonna cut that out, um, so I just wanted to jump in and mention that it was Paul Moffitt on Twitter, that Paul Moffitt, or at that Paul Moffitt on Twitter, at that Paul Moffitt, at that Paul Moffitt. Holy hell, this was supposed to be like 10 seconds of this, and I just fucked it all up. Anyways, okay, um, Uh, thank you very much for sending that in. We had a lot of fun putting Emmy on the spot. So f- f- sma- bleh, 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 bleh. I just combined the words "smog" and "fly," and it didn't work.
1: Oh look, someone's home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, anything else? No, it's not over.
1: (laughs) No, no. He's pulled in the driveway. He still has to get in the house. Oh, Jesus.